Welcome back, Radio Entrepreneurs, listeners, and fans. I'm producer Nathan Gobes. Excited to be back with another guest, as well as a co-host that you may have seen before, Craig James of Vistage. Welcome, Craig. Nice to be here again, Nathan. Thanks. Always uh, great to see you at my side. And uh, you've brought an, a wonderful guest with you. We have uh, Greg Silvano, of CEO of Biased. Welcome, Greg. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. Why don't you start by giving us a little overview of Biased, uh, and that's B-U-Y-I-S-T, for all of our listeners and viewers that may not be aware. Sure. Uh, simplest way to describe it is we are an e-commerce platform. So the clients of Biased use our platform to build out websites so they can sell their products. Great. What kind of clients are you usually working with or maybe what uh, some of the clients you've worked with in the past? That's actually our biggest differentiator is as a platform itself, you know, e-commerce is largely e-commerce, right? And it's, it's building sites and buying things. The, the focus of our platform is actually, it's because of the audience, the people that, that use it is uh, marketers. So we're, we're heavily focused on, right? We, we care mostly about marketers, people who are paying for media and they're driving people to a website. They need that traffic to convert. Um, so the, the people who use us are ones, you know, actually TV campaigns are, are pretty big. We're actually used by four out of, I'm sorry, uh, five out of the top six now, five out of the top six direct response product advertisers on TV. Um, so people who are paying for ads, whether that's on TV or radio or Facebook or YouTube or Google, they're paying for ads. They're driving people to a site. They need that traffic to convert. A lot of times that's being run on our platform. Makes sense. Um, and uh, maybe tell us a little bit about how uh, users can interact with the platform. Uh, I think I understand that it's it's fairly easy to use. Is that correct? It is. And actually, that's that's all still part of what we focus on, right? So typically, you think about e-commerce. Um, it's a very technical thing. You're dealing with credit card processing. You're dealing with you know credit card compliance. You're dealing with, with browsers and mobile devices and servers and things like that. So usually, an e-commerce platform is, is heavily focused on the technical side of things. It's focused on developers, right? It's to focus on the people who are building the websites and they know HTML code. Maybe they're... Um, server network type people, but certainly technical, right? That's a, it's pretty much any e-commerce platform is going to be, you know, their focus is on technical people. Um, if it's not technical, a lot of times they're going to be focused on the creative people, right? It's the people who are doing the graphic design and they're, they're making the site look beautiful with us. It's right back to marketers, right? I'm, I'll be a broken record on this where um, <laughs> it, for us, the leader of the band, right? The person who is, should be front and center should never be the developers. And, and I say this as a developer myself, you know, if you're looking to do things on the site, you can't rely on developers to, to execute every whim that you're, you're coming up with, right? So you can't, can't have this be a developer-focused environment. You can't have it be a creative-focused environment, right? It's not always about the most beautiful thing out there. It's not always about the, the shiny object. It's about whether or not the product sells. And that comes down into the, the hands of the marketers, right? They are the ones that care about things like a conversion rate and the average order value. And what's the, what's the story of the website and why, what are the unique selling points and things like that? So the people who are using our platform, they're, they're using it because they're marketers and they are, they they have the ability on, on biased to do the things they need to do without having to rely on the developers, without having to rely on a, on a graphic designer for everything that needs to be done. Um, so, you know, it's a, 
similar stuff as everything else, right? In terms of e-commerce and, and that side of things, but it's just, if you kind of twist it a little bit and say, all right, put the marketer in charge and let the marketer do all the things that the marketer wants to do themselves, right? So uh, an analogy I give, and I'll, I'll wrap this up quick, I promise. Analogy I always right. give is, do you check emails on your phone? And of course, everybody says, yes. And I say, why do you check it on your phone? They say, I want to stay in touch. I want to, uh, you know, be in contact with people. And that's actually not the answer why you check emails on your phone all the time. If it took you two minutes to check your email on your phone every time you checked it, you would not do it very often, right? You do it because it's so easy to do, right? You swipe a button and you're looking at your emails and it's right there. So for us, we built a platform where marketers can do everything they want to do easily. You want to run an A-B test, take 60 seconds or less. You want to change your checkout funnel and move around some things. Maybe if you move rush processing over to the beginning, somebody will be more likely to take it, take you 30 seconds. So the idea that a marketer can go in and do all these things that they've been dying to do very easily without technical expertise, without asking for developers to do all of it, it just means you're going to do it more often. And if you're doing it more often, you're going to have better results on your site. That's good. That makes sense. You know, I think uh, usually there's this um, almost wall between marketers and and the websites that they, you know, they have uh, several, maybe even, yeah, several different groups of people they have to go to uh, yeah. in order to make any changes, to do anything, to get anything done uh, between them and the website. And and the what I explain to people is it's, you can't have developers running the show, just like you can't have your lawyers running the show, right? It needs to be vetted by them. They need to make sure that it checks all their boxes and that's fine, right? Developers have a say. They have a seat at the table, there's no question, just like lawyers have a seat at the table. You can't make claims that are illegal. You can't have copyright infringement. You can't use images that are not yours to use, right? I mean, there are plenty of things that you need the lawyers involved in, and there are plenty of things that you need the developers involved in. The problem for most marketers is that the developers are running the show. If you want something done and it is not on their roadmap and they have other priorities and they're just trying to keep the lights on or all these different things, and you just want to run this you know, stupid little A-B test in their eyes, it's not going to be a priority. And you know, those at the end of the day, this is why I love our message, right? At the end of the day, if the marketers can't do what they're supposed to do, everybody's out of a job. The, yeah. the, the site has to sell. The product has to sell or there are no developers and no graphic designers. Um, so, you know, to, to empower them to do the things they need to do is it helps everybody. Yeah. Uh, marketers often, when it comes to the website, end up uh, in a bit of an armchair general sort of position where they exactly. know, thinking, thinking of what they want to do and then they hand it off to uh, the people that actually get it done. But yeah, exactly right. And, like with your platform, they, they get right at the front. Right. They are, they are in 100% control. And it's funny because as we'll do demos and, and show people, we have to, you know, be careful with our messaging. If it's a room full of developers, you know, you can't sit here and say, oh, you know, it's, developers are marginalized here, but in reality, they are largely marginalized. Hmm. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a different way of doing it. There's no doubt. Yeah. Great. Well, and I, I understand um, that you guys have been undergoing some uh, transformation recently. Um, so I wanted to maybe ask if you if you had any uh, wanted to comment on that, and then I'll kick it over to Craig after that. Sure. Uh, we're actually going through a lot. So we're in this direct response industry uh, that we've been in. So direct response, two types of advertising. It could be brand advertising where you're thinking of Clydesdale galloping through the, the fields and you might buy a Budweiser, you know, six months later. Um, or direct response. And, and a great example is Geico, actually. You know, 15, call now, 
15 minutes may save you 15% or more. It's a call to action at the end of it. So infomercials are a great example of a direct response campaign. They want you to go buy the product right now. So we are very big in that direct response industry, um, as I said earlier, and we're, we're moving beyond that. Right. So it's not we're not getting out of it because I, I think what they do is so awesome. Right. Just the, their ability to do marketing and to compel people to get out of their seat and actually go buy a product at that moment is just brilliant, brilliant marketing. And they're so metric driven. They're so you know focused on the things that matter if you're if you're a marketer and certainly if you're in e-commerce that where the goal is to take all these lessons that we've learned over the years. I've been doing this for 10 years. I mean, a billion dollars in, in e-commerce sales just through that. Um, to take those kind of lessons that we've learned by watching these guys do what they do and apply them outside of the direct response, TV direct response industry. So we're growing as a company to take this, this metric first, very mobile first um, e-commerce message and a way of doing marketing and how to get these things to, to really sell and work and make it more of a mass consumer type product, right? So that um, I genuinely believe anybody can should be doing marketing the way these guys do marketing. Um, so we're rebranding as a company, and that's the biased name. Um, and we're also just expanding just the, the offering of the platform to, to support the more general use cases. Great. Craig, do you have any questions? Yeah, just a couple for Greg. So Greg, you've clearly been successful as an entrepreneur starting biased and even in your previous venture. Uh, but success often comes at a price. What's the biggest sacrifice you've had to make to achieve the success you have? Ooh, that's a deep philosophical question. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I say this often, I actually said it this morning, I have first world problems, right? So, you know, my problems, I've always had a roof over my head. I've never had to choose between gas in the car or food on the plate, right? I mean, every problem I have is a, is a first world problem. Um, the, the main thing I think anybody sacrifices as an entrepreneur is time, right? I and mean, there's only so many hours in a day and it's going to come away, come be taken away from your time with your family, time with your friends, and most easily the time from yourself. And that's, that's one of the biggest problems that I've had is that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's always been business, 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 and then I'm a father and then I'm a husband. And at the end of it is me and the, you know, whether it's you taken away from your sleep or, or, you know, just being able to go to the gym and, and take care of yourself. Um, uh, no question. It would be the only thing I would say I've sacrificed is time. And what is it that led you to or motivated you to join a business group, Ray? <laughs> uh, actually, a lot of what I just said. So I'm, um, I genuinely believe you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So there's no question. It's, you know, you, you spend your time with excellent people and you become a more excellent person. Um, you know, certainly because of COVID and, and honestly, even before that, I, you know, I spend my time with my kids and with a couple dogs and my wife. And it's like, you know, it's like, you don't, I don't rub elbows with, uh, with CEOs. So as we're growing as a company and we're pivoting considerably as a company, I mean, we're, we've already doubled our staff and we will continue doubling the staff over and over and over. So we're, we're going for big leagues and I need, I need help, right? I don't, I'm not, I'm not a Wharton grad, you know, I'm not a guy that's gone through a lot of education for, for running a business and you feel like you're winging it. And it's, you know, I think, I think I've done a good job, but I don't know what I don't know. And I, you know, the belief is, is that if I, if I spend time with other CEOs that, um, you know, you become a better CEO from it. It also, 
back to the time thing, um, it gives me time to focus on being a CEO, um, which you just don't do naturally, right? You're putting out fires, you're in the weeds, you're dealing with things. And, and what I, what I say at biased goes, I own it for my company, right? So nobody's, I get challenged. That's cool. And I, and I seek out opinions, but at the end of the day, nobody's really going to challenge me, right? It's just not going to happen. Um, so to be in an environment where, where I get that is, is like, I believed it to be valuable before I came in. I was like, that's why I want to do it. And I've heard it said that there's a major difference between uh, working on your company and working in your company. Mm, yeah. And uh, I think, yeah. you know, joining a Vistage group is a great way to get perspective on those kinds of things. Totally agree. Great. Anything else, Craig? Uh, no, I think that's it. Well, Greg, we really appreciated having you on the show, uh, hearing more about Biased. Uh, we'd love to have you return in the future, talk to us about uh, developments or if anything new rolls out. But in the meantime, if uh, listeners or viewers want to get in touch with you or more importantly, maybe uh, learn how they can utilize your platform, what's the best way for them to do so? Biased.com, B-U-Y-I-S-T.com. Great. And Craig, if uh, any of our listeners or viewers are interested in Vistage, maybe want to join a group, just get your opinion on things, how can they reach you? Yeah, it's uh, very simple. First name dot last name, Craig dot James at Vistage Chair. So it's Vistage Chair, not Vistage, but Vistage Chair dot com. Great. Well, thank you both for joining. This was uh, Gregory Silvano, CEO of Biased and Craig James of Vistage. Really appreciate you both being on the show and uh, joining Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Thanks. Well, you can find more segments on RadioEntrepreneurs.com as well as Spotify, uh, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're on so many platforms. If you take a look, I'm sure we're there. And uh, be sure to follow us and subscribe so you can see more content. After this, we'll be back with more on Radio Entrepreneurs. <laughs>